We're about the beginning of the new parak, the eighth parak of Masach Saita, the middle of the Amud on Membeza Medalef. the Mishnah, Meshuach Melchama. By the way, we're speaking this out now. Meshuach Melchama seems pretty random in the middle of Masach Saita, but this is coming off last parak when we discussed in the Mishnah the things that are specifically said in Lashna Kaidesh. And one of them was the Meshuach Melchama Bishashahu Medaber Elohim. At the time that he's speaking to the nation, he has to speak specifically in Lashna Kaidesh. So, what is a Meshuach Melchama? This was a special coin gadol that was specifically anointed, not for Avoid, like a regular coin gadol, but rather for to give Klal Yisrael chizik when they go out to war. So he would give them the chizik, he would rally the troops, and he was specially anointed for this. He was called the Kayin Mishuach Milchama. So the Mishuach Milchama, the Mishnah tells us, at the time that he would speak to the nation and give them chizik, like we just said, he had to do that specifically, not in any other language. How do we know that? The Pasuk says, first of all, it teaches us the idea that there is a Mishuach Milchama, when you go out to war, the Kayin, and the Kayin, Mishnah tells us Zekayin Meshach Muhammad. That's referring to specifically Kayin Meshach Muhammad. The Gemara is going to tell us how we know that. Vidiber Allahum. Now, how do we know it's Lashna Kaidish? Because it says Vidiber Allahum. He speaks to the nation, Bilashna Kaidish, which teaches me that it has to be Bilashna Kaidish. The Gemara is also going to explain, it's going to bring Xerah Shava to teach me that's really the Makar for this. How Vidiber Allahum is Mashma that it has to be specifically Bilashna Kaidish. But Amar Alayim, the Pazak continues, he tells them, Shema Yisrael Vigamir. He starts off with the word Shema Yisrael. Atim Krev Muhammad. You're going out to war, but he starts with the words, Shema Yisrael. Why does he start giving his chizik with the word Shema Yisrael? So, and the Pasuk continues, and it says, You're going out to war against your enemies. He's telling them that, You're going out to war against your enemies, but not your brothers. You should realize this is not a civil war. This is a war against people who hate you. This is a war against your enemies, and it's a lot worse. It's a lot more hummer, as we're about to see. Not a lot worse, but a lot... They're, they're going to have less mercy on you. And as the Mishnah explains, this is what he tells them. It's not Yehuda going to war against Shimon. It's not Shimon going to war against Binyamin. Why would that make a difference? That if you want that if you fall into their hands, and then the day they're your brothers, and they're going to have Rahmanus on you. Where do we find this idea that in a civil war between Klal Yisrael, they would have Rahmanus. We see that Shnemer, Kamashnemer, it says in the Pasuk, during one of the, one of Klal Yisrael's civil wars. This was the Melech Yehuda going against the Melech Yisrael. The Pasuk says, Vayakuma Anashmasher, Nikvu Beshemus, Vayakziku Beshivya, they had all the captives, Vicholma Rumeyem, Hilbishum and Ashalal, Vayalbishum, Vayan Ilum, they gave them food, they gave them, they gave them, sorry, they give them clothing, they give them shoes, Vayakhilum, they give them food, Vayashum, they give them drink, Vayasukhum, they smeared them in oil, Vayan Ilum, Achamarim, they took them on donkeys, Lechol Koisho, Vayavium, Yericho, Yeratmarim, Etzachim, Vayashum, Basically, they took very good care of them. So, the Mishuach Muhammad, when they would go out to war, he'd specifically say, you should realize, you're not going to war against your brothers. It's not Yehuda against Shimon. It's not... It's not people who, if you fall into their hands, they're going to have Rahmanus on you. Rather, you're going to war against Aloivechem, the Mishnah continues. You're going against your enemies, Atem Holchem. Shem Tiplu Biadam In Merachem and Aleichem. That if you fall into their hands, they will have no mercy on you. So you should realize. Al Yerach Levavchem, the Pasuk continues. Al Yerach Levavchem, Al Tiru, Mal Tachbazu. What are these three Lashainis of don't be scared? Al Yerach Levavchem, that's Mipnei Tzalas Tzusim. Don't be scared of the stomping of the horses. Also the clashing of the swords. They used to clash their swords together to make a lot of noise. These are all different types of noises that they used to make in battle. These are battle noises to scare the opponent. So don't be scared. That's the Al-Gerach Levavchem. Don't have your heart softened from all these noises they're making with the horses and from the banging of the swords. Al-Tiro, don't, be, don't have fear. What's that referring to? Gafas Trison, from the banging of the shields. Vishivas Hakal Gasin, and the stomp 
thumping of the troops. Don't be scared of those noises either. Al-Tachbizu, what's that referring to? Mikol Kronis, from the sound of the Shefaris that they're blowing, the horns. Al-Tartzu, what's that referring to? Mimnei Kol Tzvachis, from the sounds of the yelling, the war cries that they used to call out, all these different noises. Don't be afraid. Why shouldn't you be afraid? Because the Baruch Hu is going with you. Basically, they're coming with the, the they're coming with only Basar Vedam. They think that's how they're going to win you. You're coming with the Kaddish Baruch Hu on your side and that's how you're going to win. And the Mishwach Muhammad continues giving chizik from different maizim that happened to Klal Yisrael already when we seemed like we were the underdog and really we won. Plishtim bo menitzchen shal goliath. The Plishtim, we know that story. They came and they relied on Goliath. They thought they had this big mighty Goliath. We're going to learn more about him on Amin Beis, how mighty he actually was. But... They came What was their end? So he, in the end, he fell. He got killed by a sword. And the Plishtim fell along with him. This is another story where Klal Yisrael defeated the larger numbers. The, the nation of Amin. They came They came with Shavach, who was a big mighty warrior. What was his ending? He was killed as well. And they also fell with him. The Amin, they fell with their warrior Shavach. And you, and you Klal Yisrael, you're different. Why? And this pasuk is mashma that a kaddish baruch is going with you. But what's ha'haylech imachem? So ha'haylech imachem. The Mishnah says zemachna aron. That's the aron that teaches you that the aron goes out with kalal yisrael to war. That's the lashon of ha'haylech imachem. A kaddish baruch is going with you. What's going with you? The aron is going out to war. Zok the gemara ma'ikah amar. What exactly does this mean? So what are we referring to? We're referring to the part of the Mishnah where it said. How do we know that the Mishroch Muhammad had to give the Chizik in Lashna Kaidesh? The Mishnah said because it says Vidibar Elam. He speaks to the nation and that teaches us Lashna Kaidesh. So, how exactly does that teach us Lashna Kaidesh? That's the Gemara's question. What's the Liman exactly that we see from the Pasuk Vidibar Elam? That it's specifically Lashna Kaidesh? This is what it means to say. It's Xer Shavish. Remember the Pasuk says Vidibar. It says over here Vidibar. And over there it says Moshe Yedaber. Same word of Dibar. Of Dibar. So, it says over there by Harsina Moshe Yedaber. So it says that the Kayin comes and he starts giving the Chizik. So, I would think any Kayin can do it. Any Kayin that wants, maybe he could be the one that's the Mishuach Muhammad. And it doesn't have to be specifically Mishuach Muhammad anointed for that reason. That's why the Basque tells us that also the Shaitrim give Chizik. Not only in the and that teaches me just like the shaitrim are appointed specifically for this so to the kayan that's going to do this is has to be specifically appointed for this which is the Meshuach okay so maybe it's talking about the kayan gadol meaning the regular kayan gadol that does the abayda maybe he's the one that's going to give the chizik because he's an appointed kayan says the gemara no because do me the shaitrim it's similar to the shaitrim that are also going to be doing this why because just like the shaitrim he's not the top of the line there is someone appointed above Above him, So too, we're talking about a kain that has someone above him. The kain gadol has no one above him. Says the Gemara, though, that's not true because kain gadol nami oikemelach. The kain gadol also there's someone above him. There's the king. Says the Gemara, no al gabav b'avaydasikamer. We're talking about on top of him in his specific line of avaida. In the kain god, in the kain's line of avaida, the kain gadol is the top. The melech has a different 
role. He's the Melech, but it's not, he's on top of the Kohen Gadol, but not in terms of Avaidah. The Kohen Gadol is the greatest in terms of the Avaidah, and therefore that's not who we're talking about. Says Gemara, Maybe we're talking about the Skan Kohen Gadol. He has someone on top of him, the Kohen Gadol. Says Gemara, no, because Skan Labimunu. He's not appointed. How do we know that? The Tanya? We have a bright saw. Amr of Hanina Zgana Koyhanim. Rav Hanina, the Zgana Koyhanim, told us. No better person to tell us about this. But he told us, Lama Zgan, why is there, Lama Zgan Memuna, why is there a Zgan Koyhan Gado at all? Shem Ira Bai Psul B'Koyhan Gado, Nichnas M'Shamash The whole reason for a Zgan is that if the Koyhan Gado becomes possible, if it becomes Tame or something, a Psul comes, so the Zgan will be ready to come in into his place, M'Shamash Tachtov, and do the Avaidah instead of him. So therefore, it's not the Zgan either, because that's not his role. His whole role is to take over from the Koyhan and must be, if it's not the Skan, it must be it's someone else. And who is that someone else? It must be that there's someone called the Meshuach Milchama anointed specifically for this reason. And what does he tell them? He gives them Chizik and starts off with Shema Yisrael. Why does he start off with the word Shema Yisrael? Rebbechanan teaches us in the name of the High Legatana Rebbechanan Mayichai, Amr Lena Kanish Baruch, Kanish Baruch is telling them, Li Yisrael, to Yisrael, Afilu Laikiyamtim Ella Kriyash Mashachas Arvis. He starts off with the word Shema Yisrael to teach them that even if you were only Mekayim the mitzvah of Shema Yisrael, which is two times a day, Shachris of Arvis, you are not going to be placed in their hands and you're going to win this war. This is Rajbi always being Melamed Chos and Klal Yisrael, even for the smallest thing. Al Yerach Levavchem. Al tiro v'chulu. He continues saying, "Don't be scared." He uses a few different lashonos to say, "Al tiro, al tachbezu v'chulu." We saw more about it in the Mishnah, but more about that now. Tana Rabbanon, pamayim midaberimam. There are two times that the Meshuach Machama gave the chizik to Klal Yisrael. Two times he was speaking to them. Achas b'svar. One of them was before they left to war. Achas b'machama. One, one, the other time was in the war itself. B'svar ma'amir. Before they left to war, what would he say? So he would say, "Shimu dvarai ma'arche amelchama v'chizur." Listen to the words of. The and basically because anyone who's not fit for the war, anyone who they're telling to go back because of the specific things that you would go back from war from, like uh, whoever planted a vineyard, whoever's in Shana Rishayna, v'chulu v'chulu. So all those people should go back. Whoever has fear of an Aveira, as we learned the Gemara, either way, smallest Aveira, you go back. In the Milchama, what did he say when he was at the Milchama itself and he was given the Chizik, what did he say? Different Lashonis of don't fear. So what's this? He was telling them not to fear, connected the four things that they do. What's the four things that they do? Magifin, which is they clink their shields, make a lot of noise. Marian, they blow their horns. Tzavachin, they scream battle cries. And the stomping of the hooves of the horses. We saw in the Mishnah that he quoted different stories from Nach, that the Plishtim came with Goliath and Maya Saifam, what, what were their ends? So, more on this note. Goliath. Why was his name Goliath? I told us. He stood with chutzpah against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. As the Pasuk says, Choose a person to come and fight me and he called it an Ish. And we know that Ish refers to HaKaddish Baruch Hu. So he was Kivyachal saying that he could fight a Kaddish Baruch Hu. How do we know that Ish is a Kaddish Baruch Hu? The Pasuk says, Hashem Ish Milchama. Amar HaKaddish Baruch Hu HaKaddish Baruch Hu responded and he said, Hareini mapiloi al I'm going to make his downfall through not an ish, but a ben ish. Who's a ben ish? Remember the Pasuk says, David ben ish Ephrasi hazeh. It calls David a ben ish, and his downfall we know came from David.
Amar Rabbiachna Mishum Rameir. Rabbiachna tells the name Rameir. Mishlaisha Mikamis Lachade Piv Loisa Rasha. There are three times that his own mouth, his, that Rasha, referring to Goliath, his mouth messed him up. Meaning, like an idea of a Bechina of Kishkaga Hayotse's Mipi Hashalit, which we know usually refers by Tzadikim. But he used words that referred to his own downfall and it actually ended up happening and it was McQueen. Where do we see that these three times that he messed up using his mouth? Because the Pasuk says. One of them was when he said, and he should come, it's mashma, he should come down onto me, and he's gonna, he's gonna come onto me and defeat me. And the other passage is, If he's able to come and fight with me and hit me, he said he's gonna hit me. What's the other passage? Am I a dog that you're coming and trying to hit me with sticks? But basically, he's saying that he's gonna come and hit me. So that are the, those are the three times that his pet was mashal. If you're going to tell that about Goliath, David also said something similar to that. And David came out fine. We know that. What did David say? He told him, You're coming at me with these swords and everything. So David also said something like that. that you're coming at me with swords. Mashma, he's, he's going to win him. So answers like, well, I don't know. Because as the Bach adds in, David, David's whole point was the next thing he said. David, right after that, he said, David answered back. That was his whole point. You're coming at me with physical things, swords and spears and everything. I'm coming back at you with the of a Kadosh Baruch Hu Hashem Tzivak Yisraelikem Arachis Yisrael Asher Chirafto that you were Mecharef Magadef Echul Vayigash Aplishtiy Hashkem Vaharev He came every day morning and night the Plishti we know the story of Goliath he came he screamed on the mountain for forty days forty nights so Amar Bechlin Bechlin said why did he come specifically in the morning and the night Kedev Levatlan Mikriash Mashachas Varvus he came at the time of Kriash Mashachas Varvus and he came to be Mivatel Klal Yisrael Mikriash Mavarvus this lines up with what we said a minute ago that. That Rajbi told us, Rajbi, that even if Kalal Yisrael only has the schus of Kriyash Shema Shachas Varvis, we're going to win the war. So he was trying to be Mevatalas from that schus of Kriyash Shema Shachas Varvis. And he was over there for 40 days. This was connected to 40 days that it took to get the Torah. So the 40 days before we actually had the Torah, and the 40 days that it took it to come, that it took us to get the Torah, that's the 40 days that he had Shlita and he was able to intimidate us on the mountain. It calls Goliath. Ish habinayim, which means like in between. What's binayim? So we got my binayim. So a few different sheets. Amarav, Rav says shemivune. By the way, lashon of in between is only one of the sheets we're going to see. But either way, shemivune mikomu. It's lashon of mivune. He was built mikomu. He was built from any mum. He was complete. He was complete. He had no mum. He was a perfect build, physical body. Shmuel says He wasn't even the largest of all his brothers. He was the he was the middle. He was the middle of all his brothers. The beirib sheila amar the beirib sheila said shuhu asli kebinyan. He was mamish built like a binion. says, Bar papi nani. He had a hundred stepfathers and one real father. What's Bar papi? This is because the night he was conceived, there were a hundred men that were Bayel, his mother. And therefore, obviously, he was only born from one of them. The Zara is Nicholas from one of them. And he had a hundred stepfathers. You know, he had no idea who it was. His mother was such a Zaina. And a hundred men were Bayel, his mother. On the night he was conceived, one of them were his father. And the other hundred are his stepfather. That's a hundred. Bar papi had a hundred stepfathers and one actual Father and the Yerushalmi that Tysus brings, by the way, brings a different shot that really he was a combination of all of them. That it's possible, according to that at least, that the Zera from all of them contributed to form Goliath, and he 
ended up, he had a hundred fathers. And by the way, he says also a dog was Baila's mother on that night. Either way, Bar Mea, Papi Vichadonani. He had a hundred different fathers or stepfathers and one real one. Vichadonani. Vigalias Shemabi Gas. And he was from Gas. His name was Galias from Gas. What's Gas? That's referring to his mother, who was such a Zaina that everyone was Dasher. Everyone was Bailer, like a Gas, mamish like a wine press. Everyone was Bailer so much. Ksiv, the Pasuk says, Me Arais Vikirina Marach. So it says, Me Arais. But the way we read the Pasuk is Marachis. The Ksiv is Marachis. But the Kree is Marachis. So what's that? And this is referring to his mother. Everyone did Hara, the Tchilas Bia, to his mother because she was such a Zaina. And that's why it's written, Me'arais Milashain Hara. Ksiv Harpa. So it says in the Pasuk that his mother was Harafa or Harpa. Ksiv Arpa. And it also says Arpa, not Harafa. So which one is it? What was her name? So this is Arpa of Rus. And Naomi, by the whole parsha of Rus, that Naomi was the Shviger, and her two daughter-in-laws were Rus and Arpa. We know Rus went with her, went with her and was Megayer. Masha Inkain Arpa, who was Kalias's mother, comes out of this Gemara. Arpa was she left and she wasn't Megayer. So Arpa, it says in one place her name was Arpa, and it says in one place her name was Harpa or Harafa. So Ravishmo Machlekes Chadamer Harpa Shema Vlamer Nekrashma. Arpa, her real name was Harpa. Why was she called Arpa? Because everyone was boiler from the back. Which is the back of the neck. Everyone was boiler from the back. She was such a sign. Another one says, Arpa Shema. No, her real name was Arpa. Why was she called Harpa? Everyone was boiler and Mamish crushed her like they crushed Chitin. Harifa is the way you crush kernels. We also find this Pasuk, this Lashon of Harpa, of crushing kernels. The Pasuk says, she covered the be'er, she covered the well where they were hiding, and she covered it with these crushed kernels. We find the same Lashen, and those are the two ways of understanding her name. Same another way we could understand where harfa or harifais means crushing, mehalcha from this passage. And everything, this is clearly a Lashen of crushing. She had four children. And they all fell. Who are these four children that are behind? Those were the four children that she had. They fell into David's hands and his servants. By the story of Rus. So Arpa, when she was leaving, she kissed her shvigar. She kissed her mother-in-law, who was Naomi. She kissed her. So she kissed her to leave. Kiss goodbye. And Rus, she stayed with her and she was Davuk to her mother-in-law. Said, Amr Baruch said at that time, the descendants of the Neshuka, the one that kissed, which is Arpa, and then the descendants of hers, Galias, and they're going to fall in the hands of the Bnei Advuka, the one that was Davuk Tanaimi, and the offspring of Rus, which was the Davuka, she was Davuk to her mother in law, that was David, and therefore the Bnei Neshuka, which is Galias and Co., fell into the hands of the Bnei Ha Davuka, which was David and Co. Darsh Rabba, Rabba Darshan. Beschar Arba Demoisha Rida Arpa Al Chamoisa with the schar of the four tears that Arpa shed on her mother-in-law, she cried four tears. How do we know four tears? Because two eyes, and as we're gonna see, it says she cried twice. So one tear each eye, twice equals two tears, two eyes. Equals four. Either way, with the scar of the four tears that she shed because of her mother-in-law leaving her, she was like that four gibarim would come out from her. She cried again. And that was mashma. There was a first time. And there was a first time. as a different pasuk says. And therefore, that's two times. 
Two eyes, two crimes, two times, two times two equals four. Ksev, the Pesach says, describing Goliath's spear. It says, Chetz Chanisai, Vikarina, but the way we read it, so it's written Chetz Chanisai, but Vikarina and Eitz Chanisai. We read it Eitz, not Chetz, so which one is it? So Amar Blazer, Blazer says, Adayin Legianu Lechetzi Shavach Hashalaisa Rosh. We're trying to say that we didn't even get to half the praise of that Russia, meaning the praise of his physicality, how he, how strong he was and how built he was, and we still were able to beat him. We didn't even say half of it. Mikan, and we learned from here the fact that we didn't say that we're not allowed to be misaper b'shvachin shal rishon. We're not allowed to praise rishon at all, and that's why we didn't say his full praise. That's the gemara. So, but I lift up clouds. So, don't say anything. Why are we saying half of it even? So. The Gemara answer is to show the Shavach of David that he was able to beat this mighty person. We're not going to say all of it to not give Shavach to Rishayim, but we're also going to tell you some of it to show you how great the mace was that David was able to take him down. So the Mishnah the Nunit told us that also Goliath was not the only mighty person that Klai Yisrael defeated, and this is a part of the Meshuach Muhammad's Chizik that he gives to Klai Yisrael, but also with the story of Shavach and Amid. What happened over there? Ksiv, the Pasuk says Shavach. So just to describe this person, he was a, he was a Gibur from Amid and they came to fight Klai Yisrael. So who is this Shoivach? It says Shoivach, Viksiv, Shoivach, with a pay. So which one is it? It says Shoivach or Shoivach. So Rabbi Shmuel, argument. Chad Omer, one of them says, Machlikes, argument. Chad Omer, one of them says, Shoivach Shemai. His name was Shoivach. So why does the Basic also say Shoivach? Because he was built like a Shoivach, which is like a bird's nest. It was a it was a big birdhouse and it's a built thing. He was that built. And the other one says, no, Shoivach Shemai. His real name is Shoivach. So why did the Pasuk call him Shoivach? Because anyone who sees him, his blood is spilled right before him like a jug of water what's this pasuk telling us Ravishmo. Some say it wasn't Rav Shmuel arguing, but it was Rav Ami Rav At the time that those, by the way, sorry, this pasuk that we just quoted, this is referring to Nebuchadnezzar's army. Once we're describing the mightiness of Klal Yisrael's enemies, so we're going on to this as well. And Akedus Baruch Hu still gives us the siyat of to defeat them. Either way, Nebuchadnezzar's army was Ashpasik Kikever Pesuach Kulam Gibar. Rav Shmuel Rav Ami Rav at the time that they shoot arrows, they make piles and piles of corpses. Maybe you're going to say that they're just very skilled at what they do. They're skilled archmen, but they're not necessarily that strong. That's why it tells us, no, they're all gibarim. The other one says, no. What is ashpasis in the Pasuk telling us? It's teaching us that at the time they're going to the bathroom. The excrement they produce is mamish piles and piles. It's a lot. Maybe, and by the way, that's a simon that they're gibarim. But maybe you're going to tell me that no, it's just because they're sick. That's why the pasuk goes out of its way to say kulam gibarim. They were all gibarim, and that's a simon of gvura, someone who makes a lot of excrement. That's a simon of his strength or his sickness. But you have to know over here. We know kulam gibarim. Amarav Mari Ramari says shmami no. This is, teaches us clearly what we just said. Hi man, hi man. The nafish Zivle, this per- whoever has a lot of excrement, it's a sickness. Okay, why do we have to know this? What nafkamina doesn't make? The nafkamina is very simple to have him watch out for himself and take care of himself before the chayli gets worse. The pasuk says, So if there's daiga in a person, if a person has daiga, he has he has worriness, he has anxiety. So what should he do? He should crush it literally. But what does this pasuk mean? One of them says, 
should he should be masiachet from his das. He should try not to think about it. He should not he should not really think about it, and that's how she, that's how he should get over this anxiety. The other one argues and says, no, Pshan in the Pasuk of Dagib Levish, Yashchena, Yashchena is Miloshin, Yashchena Lachirim. He should speak about it with other people. I'm in McCartach therapy right here, but he should speak about it to other people, and that's how he's going to get over his Dagis. The Atem, Iatem, Kain, Vechula, the Mekan Gadol told them, or the Meshach Muhammad told them, that you're not the same, you're coming with an Itzchayish Amakim, and a Kadosh Baruch Hu is coming with you. So, why all of this? Rashi explains what's the question exactly. Why did he tell him all this? And what is this of Tacha that a Kadosh Baruch Hu is hoylechi machim, and you don't say Hashem is with you. Well, what's this hoylechi machim that the Aaron is coming with you? So what is this mashma exactly? This is teaching us that Hashem, that the name of Hashem, and all the kinuyim of Hashem, all the different ways to say Hashem, are munachim aron. They are in the aron, and that's coming out with klal Yisrael, and that's going to make them win. The apostle also says, and the Pesach continues to say that We're going to touch in this Pesach. What's that? Edo Sanedrin. That's referring to the Sanedrin. Pinchas is the Meshach Mahama. He was the Meshach Mahama. That's referring to the Aaron and the Luchas that were in the Aaron. That's the Shefaris that they would go out to battle with. It's not for free. It's not for nothing that Pinchas was the one that went out to the war against Midian. Why? He went out to pay back for his grandfather from his mother's side. Shnei the Pasuk says, by Yosef HaTzadik v'amidyanim machru Yisrael Mitzrayim. The Midyanim were part of the Mechira. So Yosef, they sold Yosef and Yosef was his maternal grandfather and he was coming to pay back the Midyanim. That's why Pinchas Dafka went out to war as the Meshulach Muhammad against the Midyanim to pay back the debt of his grandfather Yosef that they sold him down to Mitzrayim. The Meimra, the Pinchas from Yosef was and the Gemara asks, okay, this is Mashma that Pinchas comes from Yosef from his mother's side. We know that his father was Aaron. From his father's side, definitely came from Aaron, which came from Levi. But from his mother's side, the Basak tells us who his father married. He took from the daughters of Putiel. Who is Putiel? My love, the Asimi Yisrael. Putiel is Yisrael, as we know. What's the Lashon of Putiel? Shepitim Agolim Lavadis Kachavim. He fat in calves for Avadis Kachavim, for Avadizara, before he was misguided and became a Jew. But either way, he, Aaronakain married, not Aaronakain, Elazim and Aaronakain married from the daughters of Putiel, who is Yisrael, and from them. Pinchas came. So what do we see? We see from his mother's side, it's Yisrael. It's not Yosef, says the Gemara. Yosef, Putiel is referring to Yosef, actually. What's the mashmas of the word Putiel? Shepit pit be Yisrael. That he was machnia his Yitzhar, and as Rashi says, he was mezalzel. Zilzel v'kibosh ha'savileich ha'shavah. He was mezalzel in his Yitzhar, so that's the Lashon of Shepit Beit B'Yitzray. So that's me b'nois putiel, he actually took from the daughters of Yosef, not from the daughters of Yitzray. Either way, ask the Gemara though, you're going to tell me that putiel is not referring to Yitzray? We know the famous Chazal, that the Shvatim were being mevazeh, Pinchas, by the mice of Zimri, when he went and killed Zimri that was doing the Avera with Cosby, Bastur, either way, when, they, when, when Pinchas went to kill, kill them, the Shvatim were Mavazim. They said, Look at this Ben Puti. What's Ben Puti? His grandfather fattened cows for Avay Dezara. He's going to Yarek Nasim Yisrael. He's going to kill a Nasi in Yisrael, referring to Zimri. What do we see? Clearly that he came from Yisrael, not Yosef and Puti. Refers to Yisrael. Says the Gemara, El, Ella, I'll tell you, really, it came from both. Because how is it going to work? 
the Imei Yosef, if his mother's father was from Yosef, then Imei the Imei Yisrael, then his mother's mother was from Yisrael. Me Imei the Imei Yosef, and if you're going to tell me that his mother mother was from Yosef, then Abu the Imei Yisrael, then his mother's father was from Yisrael. But either way, you have two sides over there, so you could be from both. Nick and I'll bring you a dirk in the basic dachsev. It says me benoyz putiel, and putiel's mali over here. It's spelled with a yod. It usually isn't, and therefore. It's male and Shrey Bamashma, it's Mashma too. Shmami, no, it could be referring to both those things. Yosef, Shapitbit Beisrai, and also Yisrai, Shapitbit Beisrai, not Yisrai, and Yisrai that was Mifatim Agolim La Avoidas Koychovim. Shmasmi, no, we see from there clearly that Pinchas came from both Yosef and he came from Yisrai.